Welcome to Archiving AK, a podcast of the Archives and Special Collections at the UAA APU Consortium Library in Anchorage, Alaska. We're here to talk about what we do, what our researchers are up to, and to give you a closer look at the world of archives. Hi, I'm Gwen Higgins. In this episode of Archiving AK, I will be talking with Dr. Jennifer Stone, an English professor at UAA, about her experiences incorporating archival research into her history of the English language class. Great. So, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, I'm a professor here at UAA in the English department, um, but I'm originally from Maryland, and I grew up there and ended up going to graduate school in Wisconsin, spent some time as a professor at University of Washington, and then ended up in Alaska. And I've been here now for 11 years. Okay, cool, yeah. So you have brought your students in um, for archival instruction sessions for probably, what, the past three or four years? Yes. Um, what made you decide that you wanted to do that? Well, I started, I think it was four years ago now, um, having my students do a research project where they looked into an English language text from the history of Alaska. And so um, at first I just kind of let them loose and let them find things. And they found interesting things, but... Um, but a lot of them tended to pick things that were more contemporary to their own lives. Mm -hmm. And so, which is fine for some projects, but mm -hmm. I really wanted, in the group, I want to have a range of time periods because it gives a broader spectrum from the history of English in Alaska. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I started bringing them here. I think I had connected with Arlene on, on some other stuff and uh, decided it would be a good match to actually bring students into the archives. Uh, the first year we did it, I think, too late in the semester. Okay. So it was um, as we were preparing to do library search, searching related to their topics. And so, so even though some of them were interested in the archives it was a little late for them to really change directions okay yeah <laughs> that can be tough like in the middle of the semester when you've already got something in mind and yeah and so. then uh, the professor uh, <laughs> throws a, a different option yeah. your way <laughs> so i realized i needed to separate those two sessions out and mm -hmm. start really early in the archives and then uh dig into the secondary research related searching much later in the semester. Yeah, um, so you, can you talk a little bit about the projects that have come out of that? Um, oh my you don't need to go into yeah. specifics, but like if any stand out or um, so, generally what they, the types of things that they find. Yeah, so I've had students study all sorts of different texts. So um, one student looked at John Ludyard's journal from the Captain Cook oh, expedition, cool. uh, which was when English first came to Alaska. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I've had students study letters written by different 
historical figures, both well-known figures and everyday people who are represented in the archives. Things like diaries from different American Mm -hmm. and British expeditions to the area. Cookbooks. I've had a couple students look at cookbooks. One is looking at the Anchorage Women's Club cookbook this semester. Oh, how fun. And there's a recipe in there about how to cook a husband. (laughs) 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 It's just a really funny piece of writing that's in the cookbook. So... So, um, so it's really all sorts of different things. Some some are really interested in medical events. So we've mm-hmm. I've had students look at things like the the different um, major medical issues and epidemics that have happened in Alaska. Uh, things like the earthquake. Um, so so I try to go with what students are interested in, and then mm-hmm. match them with some sort of archival text or published text that goes along with that set of interests. Cool. Um, So what, did you teach the class before? Yes. Um, So what differences have you seen in the projects or in how the students are learning, if any, um, since you've been bringing them into the archives? So I find that students get really into the project. So previously I had just said, pick an English language text from anywhere in the history of the language. And so it was, students had still had fun with the project, they were still engaged in it, but uh, it wasn't necessarily very connected to their lives. Yeah. And so, so since I made the Alaska move, I've noticed students get really invested in a much deeper way Mm -hmm. than they did previously um and they the other thing I had I realized is it they needed more time as a result so suddenly (laughs) students are finding 20 sources instead of five um or they really get into the details of whatever it is they're looking Mm -hmm. at and so so I found that I had to make a little more space in the class okay to accommodate the enthusiasm that this yeah. project brought, yeah, <laughs> which was I was it was really unexpected because it, really it's the same project I was doing previously, but it seemed so much bigger, yeah, because students got so much more involved, engaged in the project. Okay, what have you learned from bringing the students in here, either about archives or about? Sort of how to approach the um, the project, having at least some of your students use yeah. uh, archival resources. I think uh, I try, try to do some coaching up front with students. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'll have an idea, but it doesn't necessarily match the ways of organizing information that are used in archives, mm-hmm. and so. So I have to work with them to figure out, like, who are the individuals who might have been present during whatever they're interested in, or, mm-hmm. or what are the organizations that might we might be able to search um, to find archival materials related to them. So, so I think that's been the the biggest challenge mm-hmm. is that the ways that young people are taught to find information, yeah, or like they idiosyncratically figure out how to Mm -hmm. find information doesn't really match 
the the ways that archives are collected and organized. Yeah, yeah, because we uh, sort of divide up our collections by the person who yeah. created it and not really usually the topic. So one collection could have a bunch of different topics in it, but it's all related to this one person yeah. or this one organization. So Yeah, and I'm sometimes surprised by the, <laughs> yeah. the weird connections that <laughs> kind of emerge as they work through their projects. Yeah, we just had a poetry class oh, yeah. um, in here, um, and they had to pick, I think, four poems from the archives uh-huh. as part of their project. And it was really interesting to kind of discuss the different collections mm-hmm. in which poetry appears in yeah in our collections it was it was quite interesting yeah so i think part part of what's challenging about this is i'm using archives with students in ways that i don't know that a lot of people use archives yeah. quite in that way <laughs> and so it's um i feel like it's always this big negotiation with individual students to figure out the right document for them to use um, mm-hmm. and I find that the the archivists here on campus are really helpful in that so, oh good that's so good I, to hear <laughs> I know I can be like go talk to Arlene or, or whomever in the, in the archives because I know she's posted stuff about cookbooks before and mm-hmm. since you're interested in cookbooks she'll be able to tell you exactly where those are yeah um or or I remember one time someone showed us a ad from Montgomery Ward go ask mm-hmm. them where that is so yeah. I think those are the sorts of things that that I can kind of connect them with the right people even if I don't know mm-hmm. the right collections or places to look so that's been super helpful yeah um so you also have your students come in for their final yes. <laughs> uh they do a poster presentation <clears throat> yes. right mm-hmm. um and we did that last year, and we're doing it again this year. Um, so what kind of benefits do you see um, them getting out of doing that kind of poster presentation? Yeah. So so we've been doing that for a while, but oh, it's only in the last few years that I was like, we should do this in the archives. Mm-hmm. Like, so more and more students are drawing things from the archives for the project, so it makes sense to have it in that space. And it frames the presentation really mm-hmm. differently than it than if we have it just in our normal classroom. Yeah. Um, so that that is about giving them an experience of what it's like to take research mm-hmm. public. Um, so a poster session, I think, is nice because it's a little less formal than stand up for 15 minutes and tell, talk about your work. Um, yeah. It's also, manage, like, I have 27 students this semester. <laughs> There's no way we're sitting through extended presentations for 27 people right Uh, so it's a way (laughs) it's a way to engage with lots of research projects pretty quickly so we can get through it in an hour or so yeah and they're always really fun for us to see um you know what the students have been doing and you know we see them in here doing their research but we don't always know what document they're looking at specifically or um, what direction they want to take their research. So it's it's always really interesting to see the final product. Yeah, and they kind of find some really 
fascinating things because <laughs> they both in the archives but also as they start to try to understand that text mm-hmm. they they bring in really interesting perspectives so what advice would you have for other professors <clears throat> who are interested in incorporating archival research into their classes so I think the biggest lessons I've learned over the years are one is to start early so I start talking about the project during our first class session. I give out the assignment sheet within the first few weeks. We come to the archives, I think, during the third week of Yeah, it class. was pretty early in the semester, <clears throat> at least this year. And then I have multiple check-ins during the semester. So um, shortly after the archive session, or even actually I think even before the archive session, I have students start to think about what time period are you interested mm-hmm. in? What kind of text are you interested in? And then I start to give them lists of here are five possibilities that I can think of and here are maybe some archival collections that I think might be useful or go talk to this person because I know they know something about this. Mm -hmm. So I can start to give them some shaping direction early on. Um, And then I do things like a a couple more informal check-ins like that where they tell me where they give me updates on their project in just a sentence or two and then they have to write a proposal about halfway through the semester and I've learned that that's really important at that point the project Mm -hmm. is set and they can't change topics without yeah (laughs) uh, without redoing the proposal Mm -hmm. and that's to keep them from self-sabotaging which I have noticed a pattern not among a lot of students but enough that I try to create these checkpoints so that they they can't change topics during the last week of class because there's no way you can do a good project at that point. Right, yeah. Um, so, so really staging it out over the course of the semester. Um, I just gave out the, the poster assignment okay. um, last, I think it's been in the last week or so, so it's about halfway through the semester. So they can start thinking about the poster, mm-hmm. um, formulating what they're gonna, what information they're gonna put into it, and so so that's really important. So that staging out is really important, and starting early. Um, another one is providing models to students. So I've been collecting examples of really great student products, both in the poster, and then I also have them create a series of research documents so so they do a proposal for a conference award or grants they do an annotated bibliography they do a um, public summary like what would you say to an eighth grader (laughs) and they do the poster and so so I've collected good model projects from Mm -hmm. former students Um, so giving students a really clear sense of what the what it's gonna look like yeah and it probably helps them to break things up into more manageable pieces so that they don't get overwhelmed yeah (laughs) I've developed a template for a poster so if people aren't savvy with yeah (laughs) that sort of document design software they it's just a powerpoint simple powerpoint Mm -hmm. template that has different sections carved out on the board so they can do that and then I think the other piece that's been really helpful is to figure out how to leverage resources across campus. So the Honors College prints the posters for us and lends us 
foam core boards mm-hmm. and also tripods. The archives helps us early on with matching students with potential artifacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the librarians work with us on um, finding secondary sources and related research. Yeah. And so, so it's really, you know, it's not just me teaching mm-hmm. students, but it's me also connecting them with yeah. awesome resources that can help them yeah, in any way. Sounds like such a great way to collaborate. Yeah. And that's really what research is, mm-hmm. is lear- learning how do you collaborate with other people who are specialists in finding things or finding information, mm-hmm. and how that's do you so um, like locate those resources and assemble them all together. So yeah. so yeah, I'd say those are the big lessons I've learned. I've gotten better and better <laughs> at it. I've done, I mean, like the first couple, couple times I did this, it was it took a while to really perfect. Mm-hmm. So about that. the instruction sessions themselves Mm -hmm. if you had unlimited time (laughs) with us uh what would you like to see incorporated Uh, into the sessions um I think in I mean it's really we always get an overview of the resources and I think one of the most powerful things is when the students go back into Mm -hmm. the the shelves that are hidden behind the archive. They, yeah. are, they are the archives, but we never, you don't really see them when you're doing research in a archival collection. Mm-hmm. So, so it's nice for them to get that sense of all the stuff and all the people and organizations that are represented in those collections. Um, but I really find the the let's walk through a couple example searches to okay. be really helpful. Like, yeah. like, if you're interested in the gold rush, mm-hmm. what? how would you figure out where to even start with that? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think those are really helpful. Um, and then in the archives specifically, I think one of the real challenges with doing work in Alaska is Alaska things are spread out mm-hmm. really far. And yeah. So, like, I've found things for my own research at Marquette University, oh, yeah. in British Columbia, yeah. in Washington, D.C., in Seattle, mm-hmm. some here, some in Juneau, some are located in specific villages. So there, it's like there's no Alaska <laughs> Archives <laughs> repository. It's really many, many places. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's, that's one of the big, big things that's challenging about Mm-hmm. doing work in Alaska and so how to navigate that yeah. complexity. Yeah, because even with the archives in Alaska, we're such a big state yeah. that you can't just, you know, drive down to Juneau to the State Library Historical yeah. Collections yeah. and see what they have. <laughs> and it's a pretty long road trip to get to Fairbanks to see what they have. So yeah. so, so that's, I think that's one of the, the big mm-hmm. things that, that uh, is important to cover with students. Yeah. <coughs> so you mentioned your own research. Mm-hmm. So what what type of research do you do on your own projects? Okay. So um, since I moved up to Alaska, I've really shifted my focus to English in Alaska mm-hmm. and, and language language more broadly in Alaska. And so um, my most recent 
publication that I've been working on is uh, is looking at the emergence of English-only policies in mm-hmm. early American missions mm-hmm. and the, the subsequent public school system that was yeah. developed, which was mainly missionaries running the public yes. schools. Yeah. And so, so I've... Um, so I've been looking at like what are the rationales people gave for that sort of the both the promotion of English as the language of schooling and Christianity mm-hmm. and and um, participation in civic things, but I've also been looking at le- the uh, arguments related to language suppression of, in relation mm-hmm. to Alaska Native languages because those oh, two cool. things. Yeah, here. yeah, of course. Um, and do you use archives in yeah. your own research? Yeah, so that's been interesting. It's uh, it's kind of a mix of some are are straight up ar- what I would consider archival materials, mm-hmm. like one of a kind. Yeah, in- interesting things like that. Some are um, published accounts, mm-hmm. like a school teacher who taught in some village somewhere writes about their experience Mm -hmm. and and they published it um and then some are government reports okay so so it's a real mix of uh different sorts of documents that i'm looking at for this project cool and what have you learned like doing your own research in in archives you know tips for other researchers or um i've gotten much better about creating organizing systems for myself Mm -hmm. because it's really challenging when you have like this photograph from this one place (laughs) and this other document from this other place Mm -hmm. and like they each want certain things included in in any publication to acknowledge (laughs) the the collection and the archives and Mm -hmm. and so I've gotten really good at keeping those sorts of records like I've developed kind of a charting tracking system for that just to keep it from getting so out of control Um, that's great because it's really hard and then then if I forget to document something I have to retrace all of my steps to refigure it out so Mm -hmm. so I've gotten much better at that (laughs) that sort of systematic um documentation of where I'm getting things and, and how how to reference them and that sort of stuff and permissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one that yeah. we deal with. Um, you know, on the other side of it, we want people to know where somebody got this yeah. particular photograph or this particular document that they use, and people aren't always great about citing their sources yeah. correctly. Or even if the person doing the research got the citation, the person putting together the publication doesn't always... Yeah. Um, follow the directions. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad that you're <laughs> yeah, trying I'm to keep trying on to top of really that. that. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it's challenging because, um, you know, some people have fees, some people want a copy of the public. You know, it's like different. Yeah. You have to offer your firstborn child or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> there's, there's like different um, to, to, you know, reproduce any anything you need to also agree to the conditions of that collection. So so I think that's a challenge to na- navigate all of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, I think that's all the questions okay. that I had planned on asking you. 
you know, we're really looking forward to the um, the poster presentations yeah, yeah. in December. Awesome. So it'll be really interesting to see because we've had quite a few of your students in here doing research. Yep. Uh, I don't know that all of them chose an artifact from us, but they've at least gotten a taste of archival yeah. research. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's sab- a number of them have talked about how they've been coming and finding things here in this oh, collection. Oh, so, so I'm super excited to see that. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I am too. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on our podcast and talking a little bit about, um, you know, students doing archival research. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Archiving AK. Check back next month for our December episode.